0: Morning, y'all. I'm Patrick Phillips in for Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, January 31st. We begin with breaking news.
1: We're following breaking news out of Hanahan, where crews are on scene of a structure fire this morning. This is on North Red Avenue near Yeaman's Hall Road, and right now, Molly McBride, she is live out there at the scene. Molly, what are you seeing, and what can you tell us?
2: Yeah, Aisha, Katie, very large responses. You can see behind me, the Hanahan Fire Department, the North Charleston Fire Department, and the Goose Creek Rural Fire Department all on scene. Right now North Red Avenue is completely blocked off. Police officers are diverting traffic either to turn around or just down local neighborhood streets. Again, this is right near the 500 block of North Red Avenue. I haven't seen any flames yet, but we're still working to find out if this is an active fire, if any fatalities or injuries were reported, and what exactly led up to this fire right when we get that information we will keep you updated reporting live in north charleston i'm molly mcbride live five news
0: now let's check the forecast from the live five first alert weather center
2: Alright, good Tuesday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvide here. Some fog out the door this morning with some clouds and one or two spotty showers. Temperatures on the mild side though in the 50s, mid 60s and lunchtime should hit about 70 this afternoon. Maybe one or two peaks of sunshine, but like yesterday more clouds and sunshine. Not as wet though today. A couple spotty showers that should do it here for our Tuesday. Maybe some fog again tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon around 71. Rain chance will slowly go up over the next couple of days with our wet This day being on Friday with a cold front, chillier temperatures Friday, Saturday highs only around 54 Friday, 50 on Saturday with a morning low down to 30 Saturday morning.
0: You're listening to morning, y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader, live five news. Now let's get to your morning headlines.
2: Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. We begin this morning preparing for another long day of testimony in the double murder case against Alec Murdoch.
1: Yeah, the former attorney is charged with killing his wife and son in 2021. Nick Reagan is live from the Colleton County Courthouse with what we can expect later this morning. But
2: first, Nick, there were hours of testimony yesterday, mostly focused on the dozens of guns at the Murdoch property. So what did we learn?
3: Yeah, guys, most of the afternoon was dominated by the state's examination of a uh, sled special agent, Jeff. Croft. Now, he was the uh, special agent who did the extensive search of the Murdochs hunting property where the bodies of Paul and Maggie were found. Now, the Murdochs, they were prolific gun owners. Uh, we heard last week Alec Murdoch telling police that night of the murder, you name it, we have it in reference to the type and number of guns that they owned. On the stand, Croft identified numerous 12 gauge shotguns and shotgun shells that fit the same type of shot used to kill Paul and a 300 blackout rifle, the same type of weapon used to kill Maggie. Now one of the states, uh, one by one rather, the state entered into evidence those guns taken by SLED, and one by one the defense objected, arguing that none of those guns are the murder weapon and therefore are irrelevant. But so far the defense's tactic has been to cast doubt on the investigation. And the state argued that the guns taken into evidence show exactly how extensive and thorough the investigation has been. Now the judge, they sided with the state in entering those guns into evidence. But the biggest shock of the day came when we heard body camera audio of an interview with Murdoch. Take a listen to this. It's just so bad, I did it so bad. When you asked the defendant about a traumatic picture that he saw of Paul and Maggie, what did he say? It's just so bad, I did him so bad. I did him so bad. Yes, sir. Now, later today, court will resume again at 930 this morning. You can expect cross-examination from the defense. We can also expect that they'll likely try and cast doubt on that investigation when they uh, cross-examine Croft. But again, you know, they're really going to try and cast doubt on that video, that video that is sure to be weighing heavily on the jury. Reporting from Colleton County, Nick Reagan, Live 5 News.
1: All right, thank you, Nick. Well, you can get real-time updates on the Murdoch trial through our live blog on live Just click on the banner at the top of our homepage for new information throughout the day straight from Live 5's team of reporters and digital journalists. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office is searching for a suspect after shots were fired into a home. Deputies say shots were fired into that home near Meadow Street just after 11 o'clock last night. They say a witness saw a person wearing a hoodie running from the scene. A deputy went after that person but lost them on Dandelion Court. Now, officials say shots were fired into homes on Meadow Street from a vehicle on January 26. Thankfully, no one was injured in that incident as well. Anyone with information is asked to call the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office.
2: A woman is facing multiple charges after police say she tied up two victims and beat them in the road in North Charleston. 58-year-old Emily Shaw is facing several charges, including two counts of kidnapping, assault and battery in the first degree, and others. A report states officers responded to Reynolds Avenue just after 9 o'clock Sunday morning. They found two victims tied with yellow ropes around their necks, arms, shoulders, and legs. They were being beaten by Shaw. Investigators determined the incident was allegedly the result of a stolen church vehicle earlier in the morning. The vehicle was never reported stolen to law enforcement, however. Officers say one victim was taken to the hospital. The other victim, a minor, did not report any major injuries and was released
1: to his mother. Well, the Charleston County Sheriff's Office is continuing to investigate a shooting that happened Friday in North Charleston. Deputies say they responded to the parking lot of Zaxby's on Rivers Avenue just after 9 o'clock that night. Now, deputies say a man reported that someone came up to him and shot him. They say EMS took him to the hospital for injuries, which officials are calling non-life-threatening. Deputies say the victim did not give a detailed description of that shooter. nor arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact Charleston County Sheriff's Office.
2: A former Berkeley County band director has had his educator's license permanently revoked. Officials say he used money from the Goose Creek High School band's Booster Club account for himself. The State Board of Education revoked Adrian Adams' certificate in a hearing earlier this month. Board documents say Adams used between three and $4,000 of the Booster Club money for things like rent, insurance and student loans. Officials say Adams was ordered to pay $5,000 in restitution to the district by law enforcement. Those payments were completed in May of 2021. Dozens of guns have been stolen from cars on King Street since 2019. And that's just the number of stolen guns actually reported to Charleston police.
1: Yeah, a nonprofit that promotes reducing gun violence says it all falls back on irresponsible gun ownership. And Harris spoke with them and an official with CPD on how this can be prevented.
4: One CPD official says there is currently no national database of firearms that keeps track of who owns what. That being said, the only way they would know if a stolen gun was used in a crime is that if it was actually reported stolen. Since these are stolen guns, is there a fear that these guns are going to be used later down the road for something, for another crime? Most certainly. There have been 38 reported guns stolen out of cars on King Street since the beginning of 2019. The founder of a nonprofit that promotes responsible gun ownership, Butch Kennedy, says he's not surprised. Kennedy says he thinks there's two things that can happen with a stolen gun. They sell it or use it. DuBose says these kinds of reports aren't just happening on King Street, but all over the city. In one incident that happened on Morris Street, there were five firearms stolen from just one truck. The man who filed the report claims that he locked the vehicle, but wasn't sure if he locked the tailgate. The report states there were no signs of forced entry. DuBose gave a list of ways you can be a more responsible gun owner. Make sure the car is locked. Keep the gun in the center console or a lockable glove box if you need it in the car. Keep it unloaded. If possible, leave it at home in a safe. And know the serial numbers for all your firearms so they can be reported if stolen.
3: The more we wait, I mean, the more it continues to happen. And uh, I think our problem is we've always been reactive to situations like that instead of proactive to situations. And, And I think that, you know, we need to do stuff and be more focused on what we're doing and be more intentional about what we're doing, especially when it comes to the safety of our, uh, of our weapon and of our, of our community as well.
4: If you have had a gun stolen out of your vehicle, you are encouraged to contact CPD. In downtown Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. <laughs>
2: debate could wrap up as soon as today on a bill to establish a school voucher program in South Carolina. It would give qualifying families up to $6,000 a year of state money to send their children to private school. Those students and their siblings would have to be those who are eligible for Medicaid or who have an IEP in order to qualify. Supporters say it gives families more options, but critics of the measure say the money should go toward helping improve public schools. Lawmakers are expected to take up the debate later this afternoon.
1: South Carolina's Attorney General is petitioning the state Supreme Court to rehear its ruling on the six-week abortion ban. Earlier this month, justices ruled the state's fetal heartbeat bill violates people's constitutional right to privacy. That bill had banned abortions after six weeks, with only limited exceptions after that point. In a statement, Wilson says, we respectfully disagree with the court's decision and believe the intent of the South Carolina Constitution is clear. The framers of our policy provision did not conceive this provision as creating a right to abortion. The Supreme Court has not announced a decision on if they will rehear the ruling.
2: Drug trafficking, human trafficking and prison riots are all crimes that law enforcement connects to South Carolina inmates getting their hands on cell phones.
1: Yeah, the head of the state's prison system has been wanting to block signals to these phones for years, and South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson is now leading a push backed by more than 20 other state attorneys general, calling for Congress to pass legislation that would allow states to jam those cell phone signals at their prisons.
2: South Carolina Corrections Director Brian Sterling says they've taken measures to try and keep illegal phones out of prisons in the first place. Including scanners and x rays at entrances and netting to stop throwovers. But he says the best solution is to render those phones inoperable.
3: It's the number one public safety threat, I think, in the country. Um, a sheriff told me that recently. If we could just jam, just like federal prisons are able to jam, these cell phones, a lot of this would go away almost overnight.
1: Wilson says he believes the federal government is interfering with states' rights to protect their citizens by not allowing them to jam those phones.
2: Tax season is officially underway and although the deadline to apply is still months away, the IRS says there are some benefits to filing early. Those benefits avoiding penalties and protecting your credit score and you may also avoid losing refunds in the future. The IRS says taxpayers should be prepared to see smaller refunds this year due to COVID stimulus packages ending. There is some good news for South Carolinians, though. The Department of Revenue will be issuing a second round of rebates. To be eligible, all you have to do is file your 2021 South Carolina individual income tax return by February 15th. Information about the rebates can be found on live5news.com.
1: A nonprofit is bringing a mobile hygiene truck to those experiencing homelessness in the Tri-County. The Jeans Angels truck has four washers, dryers, a barber shop, and a cafe, as well as warm showers. To ensure that people who need that help can look and feel their best, the mobile truck will visit locations in Berkeley, Dorchester, and Charleston counties three days a week, stopping for one day in each community. To help out with financial costs, the city of Charleston, or North Charleston, is paying the remainder, of the trailer cost, which totals $21,000.
2: A Charleston City employee will soon be going back to Ukraine to deliver supplies to civilians and soldiers on the front line. Jamie Price says he originally wanted to help orphans in Ukraine, but that has branched out to helping soldiers as well. Price says during his time there in Ukraine, the people's strength has had a profound impact on him. But he says you can't let your emotions get the best of you.
3: It's
1: very difficult to explain how and how you feel, but you have to, you, like they do, you have to get past it and do the positive things to get past it. But it's it's always on your mind what you see.
2: Price says he's set to head back to Ukraine next week and expects to stay there for several months to help. It's now been a year since the death of Chesley Christ, a Charlotte native attorney in 2019 Miss USA. In honor of her memory, the family of Chris is partnering with the National Alliance on Mental Health, or NAMI.
1: Yeah, they just launched the chesley Chris Memorial Fund for Mental Health, and Chris' mother says her daughter suffered from depression and only found out shortly before her death. The
2: goal of the memorial fund is to help people experiencing mental health challenges.
0: On this date in 1958, 65 years ago, the U.S. entered the space age with the launch of the satellite Explorer 1. It launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida. And Civil War buffs may be familiar with this date. It was on January 31st in 1863 that the first South Carolina Volunteers, an all-black regiment composed of many escaped slaves, was mustered into federal service in Beaufort. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Portia de Rossi is 50, and singer Justin Timberlake is 42. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Patrick Phillips, in for Katie Kamen, and she'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning, you can listen and subscribe at live5news.com podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.